Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hi. We've got the show's namesake, BJ Shea. And it is good to be with you. Nice. And running the boards is Joey D's. Hello. Hey, look at that. No Waluigi, because that was on Monday. Monday. There we go. There he is. Well, Vicky did it. On today's show, we will talk with Vicky about a new show that she's watching. What? We will talk about the Umbrella Academy and the worst thing that the Hargreaves have done on the show. Talk a little bit about Moon Knight in the MCU. And of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. Yeah. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and you know more. More. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But just Richard us, just. BJ Nation, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, and iTunes to find us. Yes, and you know, as of right now, the uh, uh, across the uh, country, a lot of places are not open. That includes your friendly local gaming store. And a lot of those times, some of those places have something in place to kind of take care of them or trying to deal with all of this situation since you can't go and play board games. Well... Even if they don't, they'll have something like gift certificates or anything along those lines. If you are in the Pacific Northwest area, hell, even if you're not and you want to buy some gift certificates for people, check out Zulu's Board Game Cafe. Yes, they have great dinners they're making, too. Really? They're letting you take out dinners for the whole family, and they have a menu on their website so that you can go, they have bangers and bangers and mash, maybe, or a huge macaroni and cheese Ooh, dinner. I love bangers and mash. Yeah, they. Uh, so they, they've been doing a great job with, oh, and by the way, if you want some board games, you got those, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or, like you said, the gift certificates, but they mm-hmm. can feed your family. You just pick it all up, curbside drop-off in the, the great land of Baffle. Perfect. Zulu's Board Game Cafe. Search for them on uh, the internets, and yep. you'll see their menu, and it's delicious. And, I mean, so even good. if you're not in this area, I'm sure that your local gaming store, wherever you are, is trying to make money to keep the lights on. Money! Check them out. See what they're doing. See how they're doing. Tell the uh, owners that you support them, and maybe uh, give them a little bit of money. Vicky, yes. you told me about a show that you are watching on Disney Plus, and it took me a couple times for like when you told it to me because I'm like, wait, what is that? Wait, you're watching something called pop culture? No, prop culture. Prop, prop culture. culture. So yes. what the hell is this? Uh, so this is on Disney Plus, and it's a show they came out with. They have film historian and prop collector Dan Langan, who basically reunites a bunch of the Disney movie props with filmmakers and actors and like anybody in the crew, down from Mary Poppins, he, uh, like every episode is a different movie. So far, I've only seen three of them. I saw the first one, which is Mary Poppins, and he even goes and meets up with the original choreographer, and she's this cute little old woman and talks about what it was like, and then brings back one of the push, um, 
the chimney sweep rooms. Oh, so this oh. is the Julie Andrews uh, Mary mm-hmm. Poppins. Oh, wow. So she, That's cool. Like, you know, she hasn't seen this broom in forever. She's like, I wish I kept them. But she kept like they had these cardboard penguins for the animated penguins. Yeah. So they would put them on the screen so the actors knew where to look. And she, like they'd quickly move them out. And she's like, I couldn't get rid of them. They're, they're mine. And she's like, I wish I would have kept the broom. And oh. uh, we got uh, Dan comes in and shows it to her. And she's just the cutest little thing. But he goes around to different states and different parts of the world to kind of either find props or to talk to like the original like artists and stuff. And sometimes he even reunites the artist or the makers or the actors with these old props. Oh, that is cool. So to see the the original little girl from Mary Poppins be reunited with her coat. It was so adorable. It was so cute. She's like, there you are, you know, old friend. Like, (laughs) it was just so wholesome and so sweet. But it's also really cool to kind of get the backstory. Like, the guy who made the music for Mary Poppins, like, he's still alive. And so they basically had recreated Disney, Walt Disney's office. They, they, They tried recreating it basically how it was back in the day. And there's still this piano there, and he is the only one allowed to play the piano. And he does the Mary Poppins tune. He talks about how Walt would ask, like, hey, you know, play me, you know, play me the song, you know. And he would stare out the window, and he would play the tune. And it's just, it's it's super, you know, good feeling. They'll pull in actors or even people that have no, nothing to do with it. Like Aaron Andrews is apparently her and her father obsessed with Mary Poppins. So he took her with him oh, to the vault, wow. and they were able to see like uh, the the horses from the uh, the merry-go-round. Mm-hmm. So they found like uh, Mary Poppins' horse was still like intact, preserved, but they had found uh, the old one. Like uh, I want to say Dick Van Dyke's yeah. uh, horse. They had to find it somewhere else, so it had been weathered. And oh wow! But even the story of like her her carpet bag was really fun. Cool. For, for example, like it. Or, they had this giveaway where, you know, third place won this, you know, a TV, second place won a camera or vice versa. And first place won like $10,000 and Mary Poppins carpet bag. And the money was in the wow. bag. And basically the, the guy who won, he's like, I don't really want the bag. So he just took the money. And so the guy who was the delivery guy is like, well, OK, I guess I'll take it home. And it had been in his attic for like years until they found it and were able to verify that it was the original Mary Poppins carpet wow, bag. This is like like a mix between the, like something like American Pickers and Antiques Roadshow, mm-hmm. really. What's that baby worth? I don't know, but it's in the vault. It's like in the Disney vaults. It's like a secret location. Uh, I did have to watch two episodes for sure. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. And uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, of, of course. course. Yeah, right? right. It was right after Nightmare Before Christmas. I just let it keep you going. You had to, yeah. But they got a chance to talk to Danny Elfwin, which, by the way, I had no idea he was in, was it Boingo Oingo? Oingo Boingo. Boingo the band. <laughs> but the Weird Science song. Yeah, Weird Science. Do, 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 and I was just like, oh, that was him. But he talks, like, all these <laughs> actors, especially with movies like this, they have such a love affair with these memories and mm-hmm. these characters that they just can't let go. And just to see all the behind the scenes footage and just their well, personal experiences. And even in like recent memory, we've heard about, I mean, like Chris Pratt took the Star-Lord stuff mm-hmm. from the Guardians of the Galaxy set. He had a really cool altruistic reason to do it was mm-hmm. so he could go as Peter Quill, Star-Lord, to children's hospitals right. and, and uh, see kids. And they're like, that's amazing. A lot of times they have obviously multiple copies of... Yeah. The costume. Mm-hmm. So uh, I know Johnny Depp does the same thing. He has his own costume, but we did get one of the costume designers. She came out and flew out a bunch of the props, including his hat and his jacket and just seeing all the detail to it. Uh, my, the funny thing about his hat is that after like 10 of them, 
they had to start making them out of rubber because he kept throwing them in the ocean. <laughs> and she's like, screw it. We're making She made a cast molding out of it and they ma- they're all rubber. All right, rubber quick fire hats. question. What costume would you have if you could own it? Oh, uh, costume? Costume. Um, is, is this to wear or to just oh, to yeah, have? Definitely to wear. Oh, to, to wear. Like, because that boy would be like, well, wouldn't it be fun to have Deadpool's costume? Is like, no, not as fatty me. No. <laughs> no, it, I don't really it would need fit that. you, of course. Okay, yeah. And I mean, ah. Uh, Maybe like uh, Thanos' battle uh, armor, armor. From, from Endgame. Yeah. Yeah, like the full set up the gear when he's the younger, more mm-hmm. angrier Thanos. I think I'd have to do Eric Draven's jacket that he steals from, oh, what was it? One of the bad guys. Oh, yeah, in The, the Crow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd want that. I could see that. Well, of course, I mean, as predictable as Vicky is with The Crow, I would probably have a Star Trek uniform. Yeah, probably, probably Kirk's. Okay, yeah. I, I was, was going to ask you if you're going to go uh, original series or next gen. I will. I, I, you know, that's a tough one. I think I liked. I'm going to go JJ. I like those JJ Star oh, Trek uniforms. Oh, good call. Good yeah. call. I actually do like uh, the next generation uniforms a lot more than the other ones. Well, there's so many. Which you, so the originals? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there, there was there were ones that didn't have a co- a collar, mm-hmm. uh, which was in the first couple of seasons they didn't oh, have a collar. I didn't even think. I didn't even realize yeah, that. And then they were realizing, okay, we need to give you shirts. The way you know, the one that Picard keeps pulling down all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably the one you're talking about. Exactly, 100. Yeah. percent I have a really dumb one because I'd want to do it for uh, Halloween. I want Gandalf and his staff. Good Ooh. call. Nice. Good call. Gray or the white? Who do you want to be? The gray. Ooh. You want to show people gray. you're still learning? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm still learning. Gray. Do yourself a favor. I didn't realize this until someone memed it. If you look at his yeah. staff, his staff has a holder for his pipe. Yeah, Yo, like no it's way. right up in there. Yeah, right. I it didn't looks notice really it cool until someone screenshotted it and did a real close up on it. It is fantastic. So well, if you can get a good sense. replica. Yeah, it makes sense that that's where the pipe. Well, well he, yeah. He was, where the like, hell? I just was. I thought it was in his pocket. Well, right. You, does his robe even have pockets? We don't know. Ooh. We don't know about medieval fashion in Middle Earth. Now I really want one. <laughs> right, uh, but there's o- there's only eight episodes. It's totally worth the watch. It's, you get a little bit of history, nostalgia. They have episodes, you know, featuring Tron, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Ooh. Okay. Chronicles of Narnia, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and I was just even The Muppet re- Movie. <laughs> I was reading about that, and one of the first finds that he ever found was Bob Hoskins' Toon Gun wow. that is in the movie. And I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, Who Framed Roger Rabbit absolutely holds up. Like I don't know I, I how they it. I don't know how they did it, but it still looks fantastic. And I haven't seen that episode, but in the trailer, like the beginning credits, you mm-hmm. can see bits and pieces of all the episodes, and I can confirm that Christopher Lloyd is in it. So he talks about like the costume and being there. So I am very excited to see that one. Uh, But definitely, it's a really cool watch, especially if you like the behind the scenes stuff like I do. Yeah, Uh, it's yeah, it's super cool. Nostalgia hits for real. (laughs) What's it called? Uh, It's called Prop Culture. Prop. Where can I find this show? On Disney Plus. Okay, then I'll do it. Uh, I've got a list from comic book resources about the Umbrella Academy. Please list your resources. Yay! And I know Vicky has been watching <sighs> this over and over again. I, I don't know how wait. many times you've watched the Probably first season. 20 times. Yeah. That's Just, pretty amazing. Well, the music is also really cool. I usually yeah. keep shows on in the background because I'm the, like a chihuahua. Like I need to have noise <laughs> so I don't feel alone at the house. Um, but uh, the music on, in it is fantastic. But I also like hearing the dialogue and the back and forth, the jokes. It's fun. Well, I've got a great list of the worst things all of the Hargreaves have done. Mm. Oh. Because they're what you would call complicated characters. A little bit. And we're going to start off with the patriarch of the family, Reginald. Because oh, yeah. he's a jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he abused his children. 
Yeah. Yes, Sir Hargreaves is an antagonist to the main cast. While he did have his moments and some redeeming qualities, the list of his missteps is long. However, his greatest crime was his abuse of Vanya. Once he realized the scope of her power, he manipulated her perception, used Allison against her sister, and kept Vanya questioning her place in the family and even isolated her from the rest of uh, the siblings because she didn't have any powers, even she though she had she the was biggest ordinary. power. Yeah. That was like the biggest FU. Yeah, right? Reminds me a lot of the Professor X Jean Grey storyline in the movies where they're like, you're too powerful. What if I just tell you you're not that special? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You're not Except that he completely special. took away everything. Yeah. yeah. And that didn't turn out too well either. <laughs> no. Nope. Yeah, I'm not too sure who the worst one is there because he put a block in her mind. Yeah. I mean, you talk about invasiveness and, and abuse. I mean, Professor X could easily be in the Hargreaves category. Absolutely. Hmm. And you kind of see that with uh, Legion. Oh, like if you yeah. think about it, I mean, just the fact that that whole thing, I mean, mm-hmm. how powerful he was. The next one on this list is Luther, big old moon man. His problem? Betraying Vanya's trust. He's the a l- big old man child. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he do to betray her trust again? Uh, the leader of the heroic children may have tried to please everyone and prove himself worthy, but he would did not ha- was not without his own demons. After the long isolation, it could be said that he finds it hard to connect with people, even his own family. But disregarding Vanya's distress, knocking her unconscious, and then locking her up in a cell seems like a horrible decision. So this was after Vanya, and by the way, this if you guys haven't figured it out by now. Spoiler. Nope. Yeah, right. Sorry, <laughs> Season guys. one. Um, <laughs> this is after she accidentally slices Allison's throat. Oh. Yeah. And they're able to save Allison and she can't talk. And Vanya comes back to the house thinking she's killed her sister, finds out she doesn't. And then uh, Luther pretends to be consoling her and then yes. chokes her out to make uh, her pass out. And mm-hmm. then they put her in this basically dungeon cell that's soundproof because right. her powers are based on sound and emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even Allison, who had her throat sliced, she said, it was my fault. She didn't mean to do this, and he wouldn't let her out. Yeah. He's like, no, we got to be sure, because he was just two by the book. Well, yeah. and then, yeah, she got That's out. space well, boy. <laughs> he, if he would have let her out, she wouldn't have attacked, you know. <laughs> and then uh, next on this list, Diego, who was leading Udora to her death. Diego spent his childhood comparing himself to others in the desire to come out on top. However, his pride in his abilities and the need to, sh- to prove himself superior did more harm than good. A notable example of this is his role in Eudora Patch's death. She was a police officer who always did things by the book until Diego challenged her to see things from his perspective and maybe even act as he would. This advice led to her death because she went on to confront villains alone and was killed for it. In the end, his pride caused a downfall, just not his own. Right. Mm. And like it's, it was hinted that like he was in the police academy with her at some mm-hmm. point. And he got kicked out and that they used to be a couple at some some ways and maybe even used to kind of maybe do uh, crime fighting. And she kind of grew up. She's like, I'm just going to do it as like a detective and yep. do it by the book. And then that one time where he was super vulnerable, she's like, okay, I'm going to do it like you. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. And uh, Allison, who uh, has the uh, rumor has it power, mm-hmm. uh, turns out that, well, using her powers for personal gain is uh, the, the worst thing that she did. And, I mean, it was even just to get her child to shut up. Well, yeah. it was with a lot of things. There's a scene where she's driving to find Vanya, and all of those memories, like rumors, like are flashing through in her head, just the voices. It's like, I heard a rumor that... I did it in one take. I heard a rumor that I made the soccer team. I heard a rumor yeah. that you loved me or mm-hmm. that, you know, I was perfect for this role. So basically her entire life, she realized, wasn't real. Yeah. Because she yeah. did the rumor thing. Mm-hmm. But at least she, 
admitted it to herself, and that's why even at the beginning she's like, I don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, and, I can't. And at that, and that same point, man, that'd be the power that I would abuse the most, too. Like, yeah. don't how give that to you, me. How could you not? Right. I it's heard a so rumor. Easy. It's easy mode. That my coffee was done first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up on this is Klaus, who uh, yes. is choosing to relapse over his siblings. So drugs over family is uh, his big downfall See, on that one. I don't that, blame the, him. Yeah, the, how can they call that the evil thing when it's it, it, he's addicted to a drug? Mm-hmm. Uh, or an well, alcohol. Yeah, I mean, seriously, well, how can they call that? That that's he, a stretch. He's addicted to drugs because he is literally trying to fight his powers. Because when he's sober, the dead just scream exactly. at him and attack, yeah. like reach out to him. And that's just starting at thirteen, being locked in a mausoleum. 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 That. You know, that kind of traumatizes a kid. Yeah, so, that, that kid. Yeah, I think it's a stretch. Although that in the final episode when he does show off like another portion of his powers that he figures out. Oh, that was so badass. It gets me every time. And it was very <laughs> abusive as he got to talk to basically his dead father who said, you're a loser. Figure it out. You, yeah. you, you could like, be so much better. Sometimes that abusive mentality or, or, or a tough love, as they right. call it. Uh, sometimes, you know, it, it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It, mm-hmm. it worked then, but it also didn't work a lot for Hargreaves. Nope. Uh, five. Number five. Number Uh, five. Starting all that in time travel troubles. He's an a-hole, but I love it. Yeah. Basically, despite the fact that he's stuck in the body of a young boy, he has lived a long life, and he's done many questionable things, and uh, doing the time traveling has been kind of the biggest pain in the Mm -hmm. ass so far. Yeah, he's murdered a lot of people. Yeah, he is. uh, (laughs) And the interesting thing is is that, you know, he spent... All those years in solitary in basically a post-apocalyptic world. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. nuts. He's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. On top of whatever messed up thing time traveler travel does to your brain, which yeah, is what Swiss his father- Jesus it, according well, to uh, Scott Bakula. Well, that's what his dad even said. It's like, yeah. we don't know what it's going to do to your mind. Yeah. It, that's a good point. And he's also, when you think about it, you know how rambunctious and how energetic children are? They can't sit still. So imagine everything you are now, and then you're put in this giant energy body. I mean, really, and a body yeah. that we have not had as much energy as we've had when we were little kids. Mm-hmm. He's a young dude with, with an adult brain, and is, you know, he's, just, uh, he, he's impatient, impetuous, and also probably scrambled brain from time travel. I love how the actor plays him. Oh, he's so good. It's kind of a PG-13 thing, but Klaus says to him, it's like, oh, I just realized... You're going through puberty again. It's like you must be, you know, Randy. <laughs> and he's not happy with that. He's like, like oh, shut up, Klaus. Uh, ben, who might be more of a secondary character or a plot point, just the fact that he had killed so many people. Oh, he yeah. was he was their heavy hitter. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, although you can tell he hated it. Yeah. yeah, he was not happy with it. But it was also interesting to see uh, Klaus. Uh, be able to harness his powers. Yeah, which was which is a great way to see that. And then, of course, finally, Vanya causing that devastating destruction, yeah. uh, pulling the moon or blowing up the moon. I mean, like, I mean, all in one on that uh, sort of that thing. One, that one, she was it wasn't intentional to blow up the moon, but she was looking to cause some destruction because she was so pissed off. Yeah. But any little thing, it's like anybody who knew she wasn't going to give him a second chance. It's like, you're dead. Mm -hmm. You're dead and you're dead. I'm done. Yes. I'm done. Just snapped. Exactly. And that's, it's, it makes it like all these characters are so complex Mm -hmm. and I, they're broke. Oh Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, broke, complex. I mean, one or the other on that one. Um, But it'll be fun to see what happens with them in season two. Yes. Which is coming out July 31st, I believe. Really? Yes. That's cool. It's getting a little bit closer on that. Two months-ish? Month and a half? Kind of, yeah. 
Oh, crap. Time's going by fast. <laughs> we will talk in a future episode about what Moon Knight is bringing to the MCU, because now we got to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, what's going on? All right, so we, it's so easy to hate. Sometimes we kind of like to do it. Oh, it's so much fun. But why don't we not hate and actually celebrate good reboots and good remakes? Oh, okay, because, yeah, we do poo-poo a lot of reboots. And a lot of them... Well, they deserve it. Yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> but I'm curious to see if you agree with these as being good remakes or reboots. Okay. Right. Uh, first one being It Chapter One. Didn't I see would it. Have had to have seen it, but <laughs> I've heard people say they liked it. Right. Yeah. Joe, they didn't like you, Chapter Two, but yeah, they liked Chapter One. That's what I heard. I'm surprised you haven't seen it, Rev. I thought that was right up your alley. It is, but I really liked the original as hokey and ridiculous as it was. And seeing remakes generally doesn't interest me a lot of the mm-hmm. time, especially Stephen King movies. And like most of the time, Stephen King movies are terrible. And you get into yeah. remake zone, and it get just you're just adding bad onto bad. And even though people have said that they really like it, like it's a negative on a negative. It yeah, equaled a positive. I guess so. It, it was one of those. Oh, like it's I, math. I almost wanted to see it because I heard it was so good. But I'm also chicken. Uh, you are very much a chicken. <laughs> uh, hey. Actually, there is a horror movie on this list that I saw in theaters. What? That's a lie. Saw. It is not. No. <laughs> hey. uh, but the second one on this list is the new Beauty and the Beast live action remake. Oh, that's that's a good horror movie, yeah. Uh, I actually uh, saw this in theaters. It had Emma Watson and Dan Stevens, and it was awesome. Okay. I, I felt like a little girl. Again, they did. They stayed fairly true to the mm-hmm. whole thing. There was only a few changes here and there. I know a lot of people were like, oh, my God, when uh, LeFou... Lefou. Yeah, Lefou. Lefou, uh, Gaston sidekick, uh, they made him gay. And mm-hmm. it was just very, it wasn't like, hey, this is in your face. It was very subtle and it was very sweet. And they, they did that with Sulu in the rebooted uh, mm-hmm. Star Trek. Yes. And it was it was just a casual scene, Like a too. passing thing. Yeah. Um, but it was adorable. They also, the other difference they made is that they introduced Belle's mother. And they oh. introduced another character as well. Um, but it was really... It was really, really cute. On on the other side of that, and I know we, we, you're trying to celebrate and I'm here hating, um, I, I, I enjoyed the original Lion King more than the, uh, the, live, the quote-unquote live-action mm-hmm. reboot, except, except for the beginning part where they're tiny baby kitties because that is adorable and live-action tiny baby kitties is fantastic. <laughs> and my cat Carl actually watched the movie. That's his movie. Yeah, that's his movie. That's funny. There's a lot about that I need to unpack. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just just forget about it. Uh, I'm just going to scroll through the list. Uh, Evil Dead. I saw this one in theaters because I was made to. Oh, yeah. Oh, we I watched it on remake. Preview. How yeah. was it? Um, so I, blood. I went with a, a, my friend at the time and she loves evil dad. So she was able to fill in like, Oh, this is what this was. Mm-hmm. And this was a, you know, this scene they did because of the scene they did back in the day. Um, it was not like Ash versus evil dead at all. There's no <laughs> humor in this, like really, no. yeah. but they did do like all the odes to it. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, all the deadites, like a big old, it was bloody. Yeah, it was they, well done. They used a, a a a lot of blood, like some of like it rained I th- blood. Yeah, like maybe the most blood used in a movie. I think that was actually one of their like taglines. Nice. And yeah, it's it's epic. And I I kind of poo pooed it. And then I was talking with another horror uh, fan friend, and she said that she loved it. And I I had to go back and watch it and realize, yeah, you know what? It's it's decent. It's good. 
And the first two Evil Dead movies uh, were I the mean, same. <laughs> well, <laughs> were they, they really, the same movie. I mean, they had no budget, and you could mm-hmm. argue it was definitely a cult following. I liked Army of Darkness, which was the third one. Absolutely. He, he got some money. He had some humor. That was when I really liked it. I'm not a fan of the first Evil Dead mm-hmm. movies, the Sam Raimi ones. They're not, not really. So. They're, they're not really that great. I yeah. mean, they're like hokey, like bottom barrel B movies. Yeah. Uh, next one, or not next? Well, I'm picking one. Westworld, from you yeah. know a film to a TV series on HBO. Oh, I forgot I got to watch the film. Thank you, Vicky. I totally forgot I haven't watched. <laughs> the movie. 1973 is when that film came. I out. I think you'll love it because I, I've recently gone back and watched and, it. Yeah, you like it's it? It's great. It's really good. Yul Brenner is fantastic. Gotta in find it. it. And yeah, I don't even remember. I think our our friend Mark Ronner let me borrow it because oh, he had it, that, and he loves all that stuff. That bum, he's probably he would if he was still living here, I'd get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, down in L.A., so maybe he can marry it or something eventually. But yeah. okay, I, yeah, there's plenty. Uh, it, it's it's worth it, and I mean, it's it's Michael Crichton. So if you know anything about Jurassic Park, it's just mm-hmm. that with cowboys. And I mean, if you've watched the show, the show gets super deeper into so many other different things. But really, the original movie is just about a park that goes nuts. Which is, for 1973, pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. They did have Future World, which was a sequel, but... Uh, Something like that, yeah. I don't know if that mm-hmm. went over that well. I don't think it did. Uh, I never saw... E- like I think I saw a little bit of it as the kid, the original, but I don't know it well enough to really say. But The Tick... Um, well, there's the tick has had many iterations, mm, but they're referring to the latest one on Amazon. Yes, which and was uh, you really like Pe- that? BJ. Yeah, I, I watched the whole Sarah thing. Sarah Yeah, Finale? the guy who was the voice of Darth Maul, and was oh. also in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh, oh, voice of Darth Maul in the animated ones? No, in the he Darth, So Ray Park did not use his voice in, oh. uh, in, in Phantom Menace. That was that was Peter Safenowitz. Really? Yeah, that exactly. wasn't Ray Park. Wow. Uh, so, he was also in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's how I recognize him. Yes. Um, and he was in Shaun of the Dead. I forget who he played. Pete. Uh, Pete, yeah, in Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> um, he was great. I love I'm so sad that it's not going to be renewed. It had two seasons. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought, you know, and I didn't think anybody could be better than Patrick Warburton. I thought, right? how yeah. could you beat right? his tick? Well, Peter did such a great job. He oh, was see, I'm going to really have good. to watch it because I really loved, I really loved that version of the Tick. I really loved the animated version, like the Fox cartoon. That one was funny too. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm very sad. I'm very, very sad that there's not going to be another season because I really like season two, and I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, another horror one, Halloween. So, 13 years after the original Halloween hit theaters, Miramax decided to start over with a new installment in the franchise. And while it's a sequel to the first film, it ignores everything that followed. This means Laurie Strode isn't related to Michael Myers, which was revealed in the 1981's Halloween 2. Oh. So, Mm. but they said that this one is uh, better. And apparently, uh, Halloween co-writer, Danny McBride. What? I just Uh. felt, he said, I just felt like... uh, that was an area where he wasn't quite as scary anymore and it seemed too personalized. Yeah, okay. that makes sense on that one. I forget that Danny McBride also does writing. Like, yeah. I think, didn't he do Alien or one of those? Uh, he was in it and I think he did some writing on mm. it as well. It was one of the newer ones, like yes. uh, either Prometheus or that other one. Uh, that nobody remembers. Covenant? Covenant. Yes. I love Danny McBride, dude. Eastbound and Down is one of the funniest. <laughs> I mean, even if you just watch season one, I mean, him as a drunk baseball ex-pro is oh, it's amazing. And even in the small all the roles that he's had in like Hot Rod and some if you if you don't like Hot Rod oh well, I'm sorry but I love Hot Rod so like him Whoops. in that is really good or even in like Pineapple Express like the, just the smaller roles where he's just in there as a little, little sprinkle like <laughs> fantastic uh but I do kind of, can I move on to something else? Or yeah, we wrap yeah, it up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, quick it'll thing. do quick it. Uh, quick it. 
Cricket. Uh, I saw this and I really didn't agree with it. Uh, normally, Ooh. there's there's some that I'm like, okay, yeah, I could see your point, but I really didn't like this one. It's eight superheroes that Game of Thrones cast would be perfect to play. Oh, oh, you're just like, no, I don't like any of these. I don't like. I'm not really feeling wait, them. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, the actor who played Joff- Joffrey Baratheon should be Franklin Richards. What? I'm just saying that to piss you off. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say. I mean, God, he's because he's young problem. and blonde. Whiny Franklin. I well, know. he's in college now. <laughs> oh crap. Uh, we have Amelia Clark as Spider Woman, or uh, even Spider Gwen because they put a picture of Spider Gwen. Uh, I like Spider Gwen. Well, Spider Gwen, like, I think, Spi- would be fun. Spider Woman is what obviously they call her in her comics because Spider Gwen is just the name of the series because you can't call her Spider Gwen. They're like, oh, you must be Gwen. Well, <laughs> I think there is a but there. There was a different there spider, a spider woman, woman yes. as well. So then, yeah, yeah, I'm confused, but that's old yeah, school. Yeah, they 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 should have changed the name. Yeah. Uh, how about Natalie Dormer as Sue Storm? Oh, I'm not sure I like that. I mean, I'm not opposed to it, but I haven't seen her in enough stuff to really matter. I mean, because she was in Hunger Games, but in a really mm. small role, and then I've only seen her. Uh, she was a teeny tiny role in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Or- First Avenger. So I'm just like not, yeah. Like, I, don't, I haven't I, seen I'm, her in enough for I'm me to. I'm neutral to it. Yeah. I, I don't think she's horrible. I'm not sure she's the best choice. Right. I feel like the person who made this list is like, crap, let me just get all the characters from Game of Thrones and pick random characters. Because one of the other ones he has on this list is Nathalie uh, uh, Emmanuel. She was okay. also in the Fast and Furious uh, She played uh, Daenerys's like, right-hand lady. Oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Who she got her as? Batwoman. Huh. That woman, like, yeah, because Ruby Rose is now taking an exit. Yeah, I don't. Mm. I, I eh. again, it's a neutral thing for me. I don't know much yeah. about that actor to know how well she would be as she Batwoman. She was on an episode of Misfits, and I can't say the ba- the big line revolving around her because it's <laughs> um, a bad bad uh, line. Okay, then. Uh, this one was the only one I was like, okay, but I still have my main actress picked for her for She Hulk. They picked Gwendolyn Christie. Oh, interesting! Wow, I don't hate it. But I still yeah. have my heart set. <laughs> yeah, on I mean, else. yeah, I could see that. Well, she's just just because of the like the yeah the imposing figure that she. But the thing is, is that if you're using CGI, it really doesn't matter. That's like another you, good point too. Yeah, if you, have used, if you have to use a live actor, like you know Lou Ferrigno had to be the Hulk because he was just big, then you know like Gwendolyn Christie, like all right, she's she can be an imposing figure. And she's kind of a stiff actor. Like, there's mm-hmm. not a whole lot there. Giving like I I I, I yeah. I'm not 100%. I, I think I kind of agree with what you're saying, Vicky, where I think yeah. they're just kind of like, well, body type, body type. Cool. Painter green, and sure, why not? Uh, another one, again, it's kind of the same vibe. Kristoff, mm-hmm. uh, I can't say his last name, basically Tormund uh, from uh, Game of Thrones, Giants uh-huh. Bane, as the thing. Hmm. I think uh... he would only be good in like the actual costume. I don't know if I'd like him. Well, that's other CGI as well. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. Got, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not liking this list. But Ben himself, Ben is uh, what I really got frustrated with the other Fantastic Four is he was a tiny dude, mm-hmm. and Ben Grimm was not a tiny dude. He was a football player. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. In, yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. So that was where I just looked at it like uh, I, I, I didn't like the choice for Ben Grimm just because it just didn't look like Ben Grimm. As far as the thing goes, you can, you know, you do whatever you want with yeah. that. And that was a sort of thing with Michael Chiklis as well, is that he <laughs> sort of the thing. You know, he was yeah, uh, as it were, because uh, it was like eh, he's not tall enough, and uh, but I mean, at least he was. He kind of looks like him at least. You at least could, yeah. And they had to put him in a costume, and mm-hmm. he was believable in the anger thing. Like being <laughs> yeah, after, grumpy and crotchy. Yeah, 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 yeah. the clobber in time part, right. John. Yeah. yeah, after you've uh, watched The Shield, you uh, can understand that. Yeah. Uh, we also have uh, Joe Dempsey, who played uh, the Baratheon Bastard, as Nightwing. 
which I'm like, you're pretty, you're in shape, sure. Yeah, like, like as long as you can act, I think you're fine with that. I feel like hmm. they, they could have done so much better with this list. Yeah, I really, like, there's, no, like, I just, like. Amelia Clark as, uh, was it Black Cat? All right. I, I would have liked that instead. A little more, little more accepting of that. Right. I mean, Jon Snow would be, uh, Kit Harrington would be a fine night wing, I think, as opposed right. to whoever the hell they just put there. Dempsey. Yeah, I just already Ooh. just purged that from my brain. Wow, Jon Snow is night wing. Okay. okay. I can see that. I mean, he's already going to be in the Eternals. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair but enough. I mean, we're going to switch him off to DC after this, right? <laughs> yep. Well, we want to hear what you guys have to think. Uh, and until next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.